0: It's time for love talk with the love ladies, Evelyn and Carrie. Love talking today about getting your joy journey on the way in the gap.
1: Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn, and we are in the studio today, and we are just so excited about the journey that we're on as we begin to talk about some of the exciting things that God is doing and uh, uh, what uh, what we're doing. And in the studio with me is my good friend Miss Coach. Uh, the lady of love, uh, Coach Carrie Brinketter. Good morning, Carrie.
2: Hi, Miss Evelyn. You're as
1: excited as I am today. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. It's always a great day in studio with you, Miss Evelyn. And I have missed two weeks um, because of. Life and uh-huh. coaching and kids stuff and work stuff. And so I am thrilled to be back in studio today with you, Miss Evelyn. It's been a while since we've done a show with just you and I without our love lady, Miss Kathy. That's right. So happy to, to be in studio with you today as we continue on our journey of living in the gap, Miss Evelyn, God's appointed places and God's appointed people right that are right. around us absolutely we're not in
1: this by ourselves
2: oh thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a three-way thing you know it's me friends and jesus wow in or it's way. me jesus and the holy spirit right or it's you kathy mm-hmm. with jesus and the holy spirit right because uh, jesus is the word i mean it's spoken and it's lived out mm. jesus is the word of god I mean, he came for that reason to be the representative of the Father in the lives of those whom he had created. And so he spoke, and Father spoke into being the life that Jesus was to live. And he started that with Mary and Joseph. And so when we look at where we are today in America, and we look at our nation, and to see how it is that we have strong leaders and yet we have great needs in this nation. That is true of Israel as well. And so this has been an exciting month because we've celebrated the anniversary, seventy-fifth anniversary of Israel being um, a nation again. And you know, that's what this whole old testament's about is how God took this one tribe of people and began to build in them a a way that he could communicate with them and they could communicate with, with the Father. And when Jesus came, he was the visible image of the invisible God as he spoke the word. And so what we're going to be, what we are doing is we're talking about how he speaks to us in the gaps of life. And, you know, we've got different gaps. You know, as we go, right now you're in this season of of. Crazy gaps. Yeah, <laughs> with children and school mm-hmm. and coaching, mm-hmm. uh, we I am in the season as an eighty seven year old grandmother, great grandmother, uh, putting together, polishing those things that we Van and I have lived out in our lifetime, and it's an exciting time for us because we we have a national ministry going. At this period in our life, in this particular gap we're in, our goal for this gap is to bring unity in this nation under the lordship of Jesus.
2: Wow, Miss Evelyn, it, it never ceases to amaze me everything you do at 87 years old. And I, I, I found it interesting as I was writing this study today, this show today, that um, our our show today is on Moses, friends, and we're walking through some Old Testament characters. Mm-hmm. Not they're not characters, people. They're not char- They're not fictional, right? They're they're real people, Old Testament personalities, right? Mm-hmm. To look at how their actions parallel. Our lives today and and the lessons we can glean from them, right, Miss Evelyn? It, it's amazing as we look back to that well three thousand years ago at people who walked this earth and how they're struggling with many of the same things we struggle with today. What I find interesting about Moses, Miss Evelyn, is that he was about your age um, mm-hmm. as he was leading. The Israelites through the desert, can you imagine Miss Evelyn walking in that desert at your age and and um doing doing the things that Moses did? I, well, sometimes we are walking through the desert here in our personal lives right but um, it's a leader for a nation a leader for a nation in his you know seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. and i just I found that incredibly amazing, um, but to all, to put it all in perspective as well.
1: Yeah. Well, in the book of Deuteronomy, and that's a hard word to say for me, I've, I've, I've always said it wrong, uh, it gives us the account of the latter days in Moses' life and what God, what God rewarded him with mm-hmm. and what God did not give him because of some of the decisions he'd made. And that is just a replication of what will happen in our lives as well. But Moses was uh he was a leader that that God just never turned loose of from from the time he, he was born in the ba- born and put in the basket. Mm-hmm. We call him he's the basket prophet <laughs> right. because uh of the things in the political arena that were going on at the time that he was born. Mm-hmm. His mother put him in a basket and put him in the, in, in the river uh, when, it, when the soldiers came around to kill all the boy babies. And you, that is a beginning for a new age in the life of Israel. And Israel is the hometown and the home state of Jesus, and so when we look at all that, there are a lot of things that we can learn from it. And in Deuteronomy 31:6, it says, "Be." This is basically the message God gave to the state, to the nation: be courage, uh, be courage, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble hmm. in the dread before them, before the. the the project or that gap that they were in waiting. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. And what a message. You know, can you imagine that being on dinner, uh, Twitter today? <laughs>
2: Miss <laughs> Evelyn, do you have a Twitter account?
1: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't write on it much, but I read it so. Oh,
2: well, there you go. Yeah. It's good place for news. Right. Can you imagine that being on Twitter? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble. The Lord, your God, goes with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Wow. Uh, uh, you know, thinking about the positivity in that statement, whenever things around us are so negative, um, and that's what I love about Moses. I learned so much about mm-hmm. Moses. Um, you know, Miss Evelyn, you're right. It, he was born in a time whenever all the new babies were supposed to be thrown in the Nile River because the Israelite people were living in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, the Lord told Abraham he was going to be the father of many nations, right? And so the Lord blessed these Israelite people by being very prolific in numbers. And this Egyptian Pharaoh at the time was so nervous that the Israelites were going to kind of take over Mm -hmm. that he started oppressing the people. And he got more cruel as time went on, and Moses was supposed to be thrown in the river and drowned. Mm-hmm. But what happened was the Pharaoh's daughter actually picked him up out of the river. Most
1: powerful woman in town.
2: Yes, she was. And his mother actually ended up being his nursemaid, which I mm-hmm. find highly amazing that God would do that. And Moses, as he grew up, Miss Evelyn, he knew of his heritage. Mm-hmm. He knew of his heritage. And so as he got older, he started to understand that what was going on around him was brutal and that his people were being oppressed. And he actually, you know, Moses was a little bit like David. or mm-hmm. I guess I should say David was a little bit like Moses. He had a little streak in him that was a little bit impulsive. It was kind of
1: powerful. You think it was power Mm -hmm.
2: because of the way he was raised Mm -hmm. in the powerful household and he was highly educated? Yes. Hmm. So do you think that's what caused him to commit murder? I think that
1: it was because of legacy. You know, I think he knew his story. He knew why God had preserved his life. He knew that he had been placed in a position where he did have security. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's essential. Is security. Okay. And so, what I think happened was he just began. God began to speak to him in a way that he understood.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He began. God began to speak to him. And later, you know, as as Moses began to really follow God's plan, because you know, with some of the things that you mentioned happened, he 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 left. I mean, he hit town quickly. He had to
2: leave. Miss Evelyn. He had to leave. He had to flee to Midian. Mm-hmm. And um, so Moses' life is basically, as we look through the scriptures, it's, we can kind of break it down into his first 40 years were spent there in Egypt, Miss Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says in Acts, after 40 years passed, an angel appeared to Moses in the flames of a burning bush in the desert near Mount Sinai. Now, that is after. Moses had fled, and he had committed murder because he saw an Egyptian killing or beating a Hebrew. And he was so enraged that he committed murder. So he had to flee. He had to flee the country. And then in the next 40 years, he's in Midian. We find him in Midian. Exodus 7-7 says Moses was 80 years old. Right, Miss Evelyn? Uh And Aaron was 83 when they went to speak to the Pharaoh. So... Um, to kinda of get our listeners caught caught up, Moses flees to Midian. He lives a life. He gets married, all of those things, lives his life there. And then the Lord decides to appear to him in a burning bush at 80 years old. Yeah. I've never
1: seen a burning bush, but I've seen smoke.
2: (laughs) You have have had some epiphanies, though, and some revelations from the Mm -hmm. Lord in your 80s, Miss Evelyn. And, uh, yes, the Lord appeared to Moses in a burning bush, and he was 80 years old. And in his last 40 years were spent serving as a prophet of God. Deuteronomy four seven says, Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone.
1: That's an amazing thing, isn't it?
2: Mm-hmm. It is. He,
1: not only did God provide uh, uh, my, for his mindset, but he provided for his footstep as well.
2: Well... As we go through today, Miss Evelyn, we're going to spend most of our time today talking about his 80 years to, you know, 100 years, something like that, and what he was doing during those times, mm-hmm. 80 to 120. And he, you know, he was no longer in a safe place, Miss Evelyn. He mm-hmm. was in a new He's gap. He's different gap. He's yeah. in a new gap. He was in a new place appointed by God. And... <laughs> Moses was not perfect, friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of times we have these misconceptions as we read about heroes in the Bible and heroes of the faith that they, you know, were different than you and I, that they had something different. You know what, Miss Evelyn, the Lord gives us the exact tools that we need. And when we return from these messages, friends, we will find out what tools did God give to Moses and why was Moses such a doubter when we return right after these messages here on Love Talk.
4: For church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626 4880 or Justin at 986 4944. You know, the world has changed, and
0: getting connected is really no longer a trend, it's a reality. And it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition? Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1 888 988 9736 or visit the website texasseo.com. Or simply Google Christian SEO Company, and you'll find them in the first position.
4: Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better. better. Better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith, 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
2: Hello friends and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are listening to The Bridge Austin. Wow. We are so thankful to have you today, friends. This is Love Talk, and I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and I am here with the lovely and talented Mrs. Evelyn Davison, who has been doing talk radio now for 35 years. Um, today we're talking about the gaps of life, God's appointed places, God's appointed people. I know that there are times when we do not feel like we are in God's appointed places, mm-hmm. Evelyn. And right now in our nation, there are times when we struggle. You, men- you mentioned Twitter earlier Miss Evelyn so mm-hmm. let's just talk about that there's times that we that we struggle to find anything positive out there absolutely right that we look at the Twitter and the Facebook and snapchat and all of the things and it can just really wear you down with the negativity mm-hmm. I mean even right now Kanye West he's a big star he compliments President Trump on Twitter, and I tell you what, the late-night talk shows have gone crazy. (laughs) They don't don't like it. I know. They think he's lost his mind. I know. Which I find absolutely hilarious when, you know, basically yesterday they could be praising the man for doing whatever, but because he makes one tiny little comment (laughs) um, praising the president, now he's a villain. So, Miss Evelyn, we find all of these crazy gaps that we're in, and sometimes we don't even know why we're there, but we look for the positivity in mm-hmm. all of these things. Miss Evelyn, you're filling a gap in a big way this week as National Day of Prayer is this Thursday, and the Governor's Prayer Breakfast is Monday. Tell us all of your plans for this week.
1: Oh, it'd take a week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you know, the
1: thing is, it changes from day to day. Uh, we, we, We have a format that we follow. We've done this. Uh, In fact, I I had a uh, session with the governor's uh, aide yesterday, and we went through history. We're celebrating the 67th anniversary of a nation that takes one day a year to pray and seek God's plan for the people. And that is the first Thursday in, in May every year. We've done that 67 years. And
2: you've been involved for over 40, right? (laughs)
1: Almost 50? 42. 42. 42 years. Wow. Uh, And it started just um, very um, gently, I would say. There was no big fight or anything. It was just some ladies got together and began to talk about their children and the gaps that they were in at that particular time. And we just... You know, begin to look in God's word to see what He had to say, and and begin to pray, and and so it just grew. And like this next week, you know, Monday morning, the governor will call the great state of Texas together, at a prayer breakfast, and we still have some seats available. If you if you want to give us a call, uh, that number is five one two seven nine one three four six four. And we'll leave that here with the station. Uh, we're running great spots um, for the for the whole week next week. Then on Wednesday we'll have an event, a big event at Camp Mabry. Uh, the breakfast, uh, the governor will be issuing his proclamation and be speaking. And then we have Tom, uh, Don Piper, who uh, was a pastor that was hit by an eighteen wheeler and had a major, major. A Life Crisis, and he wrote the book, 90 Minutes in Heaven, because a past, he was in a particular gap of needy, and a pastor stopped at the wreck, and said, uh, what's happening, they told him. He said, well, I want to pray for the guy. And they said, oh, no, he's dead. No praying for him, he's dead. You know? So he said, no, I really want to pray for him. So he went in and prayed for him, and he began to breathe better. You know, his life came back to him. And that's a mighty powerful story. And so as we uh as the governor calls us to prayer and as we get an example of what do, God does when you pray, when somebody else prays for you. And then on Thursday we have the big event at the Capitol in the Rotunda. That's an that's a free event, you don't have to pay to go there. Uh and it will be exciting to see the people that really gather in the uh in the inside um Area there as you go into the capital. Uh, it is always exciting to see how God's leaders, like Moses, are actually involved in what God is doing. And so, you know, when we look at Moses' life, he didn't have all the gifts and the means of communication like we have today. But he had one major communication, and that was with God. And when he would go back to the people, they would argue with him constantly. Continually, but he would always go back. And the one of the exciting things I, I have noticed about Moses' life is when he was on the mountain and God was speaking to him, and he was listening, preparing to go back down to the gap. Then, when he would come down, he would have to put his mantle, which is the scarf, the prayer scarf they wear, over his head and face, because the people could tell when the Shekinah glory. Left him, and that's what happens when we go to the Lord in prayer. We take on not just a heart uh, attitude, but we take on an attitude about life. People can look at us sometimes and tell if we are happy or not happy. And so, those are the lessons that that I think America needs to learn today in this particular time. Is we are in a gap, but God is in on His throne, and we just need to go the mountain.
2: Absolutely. So, you know, Mo, Thank you for sharing with all of your your events this week, Miss Evelyn. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we close this show. You know, um, Moses. He he sees God in a burning bush, and God tells him, "Um, you're going to lead your the people out of Egypt." And he's like, "What, Lord? Um, I, I stutter. I, I, I'm not a leader." That's my I,
1: story. <laughs> all
2: right, that is your story, Miss Evelyn. Yeah. You know, I'm not a leader. I don't, I don't have hmm. words. And he argues with the Lord. And he even says in Exodus he, um, after explaining that he had heard the Israelites' cl- cries and seen their oppression, God said to Moses, Come now, and I will lead you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And then Moses says, who am I to go to the Pharaoh that I should bring the children out of Egypt? Instead of immediately accepting this opportunity, Miss Evelyn, Moses, he tried to say, "Now God, no, thanks. (laughs) Not this time. (laughs) No, No. I like this (laughs) answer. Right? Um, But God told Moses he was going to help him. He told Moses exactly what words to use explaining to the children of Israel, the elders of Israel, and the king of Egypt. What God was orchestrating. So, Miss Evelyn, He gives Moses these three signs, right? He's changing a rod into a snake and then back to a rod again, mm-hmm. makes a hand leprous and then healthy again, and turning water into into blood.
1: You know, that is three major miracles. Well, I've lived maybe seven years, and the Lord never had me change a rod into a <laughs> snake.
2: Well, I think I know, but he, here's what I found interesting. You know the sorcerers of the time, uh-huh. the magicians and the sorcerers, could replicate this somehow, yeah. right? Yeah. They were not filled with the Lord; they were actually filled with uh, Satan. They mm-hmm. were filled yeah. with a spirit that was not holy. And I think it cautions us, Miss Evelyn, to be careful mm-hmm. about who we listen to, I because understand. there are many things that are wrapped and cloaked that we that may look like they are from God, but we must seek His face. Mm-hmm. And Pharaoh, at this point, he wasn't budging, right? And he was like, ah, forget it. I'm not releasing the Israelites. Yeah, go away. And Moses is still not convinced. He goes back to the the Lord and he says, Lord, I am not eloquent. Neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue, even though God told Moses. Now go, therefore, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what to say. (laughs) Wow. How comforting is that? Moses was still reluctant. Oh, Lord, please send by my hand, whomever else you may send. But the Lord decided to give Moses a helper. He gave him his brother, Aaron. Now I don't know, Miss Evelyn, what their relationship was before this time. I would assume that it was... I don't think we
1: know. I don't think
2: we know, but... um, I don't know. For me, I think it would be kind of comforting to have someone I know along by my side uh, that knows of my struggles. And you had a teacher that came along beside you, Miss Evelyn. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure it was comforting just to know that you had that support of someone right along beside you.
1: I did. And you look back at those times in your life when God uh, just brings a messenger. That's Mm -hmm. what Moses basically was. He was a messenger. He would talk to God and then he'd go and talk to the people. But, you know, there was one time when the battle was going on later that he, when he held his arms up to the Lord, the the Israelites would win the battle. Hmm. When he got weary and tired and maybe upset or angry or disappointed, all of those physical emotions came in. He didn't have the strength to raise his arms. Mm. And so that's when God said, I'm going to send you two helpers, and they're going to hold up your arms. And when when you hold your arms to heaven for him to put things in your hand, I'll hear you and I'll answer you. Mm. And, you know, that's a principle that applies today. We are in a gap where we need God's provision. We need God's army. We need God's gifts to be able to do whatever it is that needs to be done for this hour.
2: Absolutely. You know, I I, want to, before we go to our break, I want to ask you some questions, friends. How many times are you reluctant? Are we reluctant? Am I reluctant to accept God's calling? Because I simply doubt. I simply am doubting my abilities. I am so incredibly guilty of this. I mean, I, I know I have certain gifts, but I continue to doubt those. And I, I just have to continue to seek the Lord's face, and the Lord like nudge me on and encourage me on, <laughs> like Carrie. No, really, you can do this. You can do this. And and I, I Miss Evelyn, we we all do it. Yeah. We we doubt ourselves and say, oh, I'm not good enough to do that. Oh, what if I what if I stink, right? God told Moses, I'm going to give you everything thing you need, need. everything. And he told Moses he was going to give him signs and wonders. And he was going to give Aaron to speak for him. And he was going to give Moses all the words. Well, friends, listeners, I encourage you to join us for our next segment. Because we'll talk more about Moses. He's just like you and I. He was lost as a goose sometimes. And the Lord continued to speak to him as his servant and as his prophet. As we return... On love talk, right after these
0: messages. Hi, this is John Cotner, and you know we all can use some happiness, some hope, and humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free, and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas, like HEB, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, and churches. And it comes out every three months. Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net.
2: Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression, have rebellious kids, or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go
1: to www.letspraytoday.com and click on Shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with.
5: Tim
4: Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud of. Proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
2: Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are listening to The Bridge, and you have found love. Talk with your love, ladies. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and of course, we have Mrs. Evelyn Davison. We are talking about the gaps of life gaps. God's appointed places, God's appointed person. And friends, I don't know about you, but I I feel many times woefully inadequate even when I know that the Lord is calling me to do something. And I know Moses felt this way. He expresses that he felt this way. What uh I find interesting, Miss Evelyn, is that Moses wrote the Pentateuch, right? He wrote Exodus he wrote Deuteronomy, okay, and these are stories about him, right? And the accounts in Exodus and Deuteronomy are so refreshingly, um, brutally honest. <laughs> he doesn't gloss over anything. He doesn't gloss over his shortcomings. And, you know, during the beginning of this journey, um, so it took some convincing to get Pharaoh to release the Israelite people. And they had to go through incredible hardships there in Egypt. And the people were constantly complaining, Miss Evelyn. And, you know, I I, I think I would probably have been complaining too. Um, they had to go through horrible plagues that we're going to talk about in a minute. But what I find Awesome, is that Moses and Aaron during this time continued to give God all the glory. Mm -hmm. They pointed every single thing back to God. Never did Moses and Aaron say, oh, well, we did this, I Mm -hmm. did this. They pointed everything back to God and made sure that the people understood that they were just God's vessels. Yeah,
1: before they they began to exit, that absolutely is, that is so true. He, He pumped them up. And told them two things. Number one, get ready. And number two, get unified.
2: Wow. Well, yeah, that, isn't that the truth? And I think Moses and Aaron were fresh at this point, mm-hmm. right? Right. They knew that the journey was going to be long. They knew that this was just the beginning of freeing these people. And so they had a lot of, I guess, backbone at mm-hmm. this point, right? And they were fresh. They they were looking to God for all the answers. I mean, it even says in uh, Exodus eighteen eighteen, 18, um, it says that after the Israelites were free, Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardship that had come upon them on the way and how the Lord had delivered them, mm-hmm. right? So again, we're not talking about a fictional person here, friends. We're talking about a real person who's going through all of these things, so, Miss Evelyn. Moses knows he's God's appointed person. But, oh, my stars, the hardships that he has had to endure before he can even get the people out of mm. Egypt. Why on earth isn't the path easy for us?
1: Well, it's because we don't want to unify. We want, sometimes we won't be the Lone Ranger. Mm. And one of, one of the Lord's objectives for Moses was to unify the people. In their worship. And get away from the things of Egypt. Those things are not of God. And it was a very plain evil against good. And so as they began to prepare to leave. God did a very amazing thing. He he told them. He said there's going to come a time. I'm going to kill the lamb. And I'm going to make the blood of the lamb. And of course she's talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. The salvation of Redemption to get you out of this gap, this hole that you're in. And of course he did that when they as they began to prepare to go with with horrible plagues and oh. horrible things and uh some of the planes uh they you know it
2: blood they lost their,
1: they lost their protection and he did it through blood and frogs and gnats and flies. <laughs> but you know, the blood was the thing. That was representative of God, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when Jesus came, the scriptures tell us very plainly: Jesus' blood shed, shed blood of Jesus Christ covers. The sin of those that come to Him.
2: You know, when I think about these plagues, in Evelyn, you know the the Israelite people were spared, right? They they didn't lose any Israelites, yeah. right? Um, their people were spared. The Egyptian people were dying from you know boils and hail and locust and and just nasty stuff. And all of the livestock was dead, but they had to suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. Of the plagues, right? Even though their people were saved, they still had to suffer the consequences of these plagues. They still had to live in an area that had been decimated mm-hmm. by gnats and flies and, and, and frogs. <laughs> it, it, it is almost comical, right? Well, it, it is. It, Can you imagine
1: waking up in the morning and have frogs in your bed cover? Oh, my
2: gosh. <laughs> I, I think I would um, not like the locusts. <laughs> Right. But,
1: but, you know, the thing was, is God told Moses he's going to do it.
2: Well, he did, and he protected mm-hmm. the Israelite people. And finally, you know, Pharaoh, whenever the Lord said, okay, it, the death of the firstborn and mm-hmm. the Israelites were told to put blood over their doorposts so that the, you know, they would be passed over, mm-hmm. right, and their firstborn would be saved. This Passover celebration now is still celebrated today yes, because of this this great work that the Lord did for the Israelite people. And then finally, Pharaoh's like, okay, get out of here, (laughs) right? He finally caved. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that even though the Israelites saw God's wonders in Egypt, you know, it was not long, Miss Sovel. I think the Lord allows <laughs> us to walk through fire mm-hmm. and you know, really tough times. So And that, need.
1: You know, right. fire and need. Uh because so often uh the needs we have are so bound in the life that we've chosen are mm. in the circumstances we have to live under. Mm-hmm. And and that was the problem with the Israelite people. They were living under dire circumstances as far as rule and order was concerned. And it, they wanted freedom, but they didn't want to pay the price for it.
2: Well, it's true. And, you know, Miss Evelyn, great experiences are no guarantee that a person has mm-hmm. grown spiritually.
1: Absolutely.
2: And I... I I just I read that as I was preparing for the show, and I just found that so, so true. You know, we can walk through the fire and come out on the other side and not have given thanks to the Lord or or grown at all in our walk with Jesus. And that's what happened to the Israelites, unfortunately. And that's what's happening in America today, right, Kathy, um,
1: Carrie? When you look at at all of those that are in need. And then look at those that are in power. It is a force that um, either strengthens a nation or weakens it. Mm-hmm. And we are just bombarded from every direction, financially, uh, uh, physically, mentally, uh, edu- mentally, educationally. Uh, and we have we all have needs, and we and each one of us probably have a different gap. But, you know, if you describe the gap, the total gap of America today, it is that people don't trust God. Right. They don't pray. They don't uh, go to the point or come to the point where they recognize mm-hmm. that it all depends on the Lord and not on them. You know, when you've got a war going, it's you report for duty. And what we've got to do in this nation, that's why NDP is so important. Is we've got to get on our knees before God, and ask Him to cleanse our hearts. And you know, when you think about how the the people that Moses was dealing with were whining, how how much whining do we hear today?
2: Oh, Miss Allen, it's it's incessant, it's incessant. They and the people were whining and complaining and groaning, and I really think that this constant. Um, He's being antagonized almost every single day that it got to Moses, Miss Evelyn. You know, I, I don't see how it couldn't have gotten to him. You know, and I, I, I want to spend a little bit of time here. Um, before the Israelite people were freed from Egypt, they were constantly complained about the conditions and they blamed Moses for their flight, <laughs> right? How many of
1: us uh, blame uh, our president today president, for it? Right. Yeah. Same thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, and this is clear in Exodus 5. Moses had a tiny little taste of the criticism and the rebellion that he was about to experience for the next 40 years. 40 years.
0: Yeah.
2: And, you know, as a coach, I have experienced this, from Evelyn, that often the people you help the most appreciate you the least. Mm-hmm. And that's what Moses was going through. He had a big problem. He's attempting to lead the people of Israel through a desert. There's little to no water to drink, and the people and the animals are very thirsty. Now, I want to get into a part of the scripture, Miss Evelyn. It's, um, you know, about halfway through Exodus. Um, there had been a time when Moses had already, um, through God's provision, mm-hmm. um, provided water through a rock.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the things they needed, they were two basic things they needed they needed water and they needed food. Mm hmm. And they grumbled about both. But water wasn't was a necessity.
2: It was. It was. And in Numbers 20, verse 8, it says, All right, Moses, take the staff, go get you and your brother Aaron, gather the assembly together, speak to that rock before their eyes, and it will pour out water. You will bring water out of the rock for the community so they and their livestock can drink. Now, Miss Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Was Moses given specific instructions?
1: <laughs> yes,
2: he was, yes, right? So,
1: you, no doubt about it. Oh, this is what you do.
2: Oh, my stars. I, I would be so elated if the Lord said, Carrie, tomorrow you will do this. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you will do this. I would yeah. be like, okay, Lord, I'm doing it. right? And I would write it down and I would um, follow those instructions, right? But
1: out of frustration, out of frustration what do you
2: Weariness, Miss Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Weariness. You know, um listeners, it's very important that Moses at this time was weary and I think when we're weary, we take mm-hmm. our eyes off the Lord because we're we're just or we're beat down. We're hearing this uh chatter, this chirping in our Twitters. ears, Twitter, right? <laughs> this <laughs> twittering in our ears mm-hmm. and it wears us down spiritually. Mentally and physically, absolutely. And this is where Moses was. He was doing his best to lead these ungrateful, cranky people, and he was tired. But he was not left to figure it out for himself. And I think that's the key here. The Lord didn't say, "Well, Moses, I just want you to figure it out." Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, let's look at this real fast before we get a break. And I can't wait to break this down further after the break. The Lord gave uh, Moses five instructions. He said, mm-hmm. "Take the rod, go get Aaron, gather up your people, mm-hmm. speak to the rock. Speak, speak to the, speak rock. to, speak to who, Ms. The rock, the rock, mm-hmm. an inanimate object, mm-hmm. and give everyone a drink. All right, friends, <laughs> five instructions. I think that we can all f- follow five instructions. Let's see what happened to tired, weary Moses." and what he did in this instance of his life that caused great ramifications for not only the people of Israel, but for him. We'll find that out when we return for our last segment of Love Talk, right after these messages.
3: Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church Ploogerville, We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as in our town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel O'Clue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville, and come see us.
5: They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. road call 444-5555 that's 444-5555 ellison lazar fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch
2: And welcome back to today's Christian Talk. My goodness, I feel like we have not had enough time here today on Love Talk. We are talking about Moses and living in the gap, God's appointed places, God's appointed person. And Moses was just that. The Lord hand-plucked him and said, Moses, you're going to lead these people out of Egypt, and you're going to deliver them to the Promised Land. And the Lord gave Moses some very specific instructions Many times in his life, Miss Evelyn. I mean, mm-hmm. countless. I mean, you can just go through Exodus and Numbers and Deuteronomy and holy cow. He's constantly talking. <laughs> holy, holy lamb. Holy <laughs> lamb. Holy <laughs> cow. That's right. Oh, yeah. That would be sacrilegious. Yeah, that's what the people <laughs> okay. did while he was gone.
1: Yeah. Holy lamb. He,
2: he gave them, or the Lord gave him so many specific instructions. Mm-hmm. And at this one point in Moses' life, he falters. He told Moses, The people were thirsty, and he told Moses, get the rod, get Aaron, gather the people. Okay, get the rod, get Aaron, gather the people. Then he told him to speak to the rock and give everyone a drink. Miss Evelyn, what did he do instead?
1: Well, he he did take the rod, and he went and he got Aaron because, you know, that was, uh, he needed his buddy. Mm -hmm. Uh, He gathered the people at the rock. Yeah, and okay. That's, that side so, of a mountain. So three know. down. Yeah, three down. Okay. And then what he did is he spoke to the people, oh. not the rock. Yep. You know, we do that sometimes. Jesus is the rock of all. He's the rock of ages. We sing that song. Mm-hmm. And we speak to people sometimes before we speak to him or listen to him. Okay. And then when he spoke to he lifted his hand and he struck the rock. And he struck it again. And then he gave everyone a drink. What do you think Moses did this? Why did he not follow directions?
2: I think he was frustrated, Miss Evelyn. He was so frustrated with the people. I want to read to you what he said to the people. Now, he was not, again, friends, he was not instructed to talk to the people. He was instructed to speak Speak to the rock. And he spoke to the problem Instead of speaking to the answer. Mm-hmm. And left. this was a huge revelation for me that so many times in our lives we speak to the problem instead of speaking to the answer. Now, Miss Evelyn, this is what he said. Numbers 20.10. Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation. That's what they were supposed to do before the rock. And he said, here now, you rebels, <laughs> must we fetch you fetch you water out of this rock? Oh, okay. So, Miss Evelyn, he made a grievous error here. He not only spoke to the people, but he belittled them. He called them rebels. And then he did not give God the glory. Mm-hmm. He said, Must we, meaning him and Moses, I mean, he and Aaron, Amen. fetch water out of this rock? Two huge <laughs> mistakes. In fact, earlier, Moses had been given charge to bless the people, to constantly mm-hmm. bless the people. I, and as a mama, Miss Evelyn, this spoke to my heart so loudly this week. What am I doing? Am I speaking to the problem or am I speaking to the answer? And when I speak to the problem, and am I blessing or am I cursing? Mm-hmm. Right, there's so many times with kids and dealing with husbands and dealing with friends and in my world, dealing with uh, parents of kids that you're coaching, are you speaking blessings or am I speaking curses? Because the Lord didn't even tell Moses to speak to the people here. Sometimes, Miss Evelyn, you maybe we should keep, keep our mouth shut. shut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I learned that lesson early.
2: <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Sometimes we should just keep our mouth shut. Yeah,
1: I had an experience of that um, when um, uh, our son David was about four years old. My dad would use some bad words, and uh, and it just I would I would cry over it and strain over it. And so uh, one day I said something to my mom and. His nickname for me was Dago, which was the person that could not talk because I had a major speaking imped- impediment. say, say that <laughs> word for that. anyway uh, he He looked at David and watched david 's face my, my mom spoke to him and said, "You look at david 's face and watch him when you say these things, and you know it just it was very obvious that uh, it was a problem. Mm-hmm. And he and it took him two or three days to think about that. And he came back and he said, "I, I'm, I'm going to do better. I'm not going to more. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Speaking blessings is blessings well, is is huge.
1: Well, see that's the thing. You can speak lies. You can speak untruths. You mm-hmm. can speak criticism, harm. All these things, and it is important to speak, but be sure. That when God says, speak to this, that you don't go and do the other way.
2: Well, it, you know, Miss Evelyn, it's so true that I am learning and I feel like I, I, I'm really making this uh, a habit in my life to keep my mouth shut at times. Because there are times when I say things that... I shouldn't say. The Lord has made me an encourager. Mm -hmm. And why? Sometimes with the people I love the most, those words do not come out. Um, That's frustrating to me. But Moses made a grievous error here. I mean, the people of Israel were supposed to learn a lesson here. They were supposed to learn that. The Lord is the rock. And to mm-hmm. speak to the rock for the answers. Mm-hmm. And by Moses speaking to them and belittling them, Miss Evelyn, they walked away from there, giving zero glory to God, looking only to Moses and still mm-hmm. grumbling. They were still grumbling because he yeah. had cursed them. He had, he had spoken words to them that were, that were rude and ugly. Mm-hmm. And he didn't in any way turn their face to God. And, you know, I, I elected to not go into the reasons why um, this was a big thing for God. God was very angry at Moses with, about this.
1: And this He paid a penalty for it.
2: Yeah. He paid the penalty of, not, allow, of mm-hmm. not being able to actually walk the people into the promised land. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to do a more research and more study on why that was so harsh. Because the Lord forgave him. -hmm. Right? And the Lord continued to speak to Moses in a way that he did not speak to anyone else. You mentioned earlier, Miss Evelyn, he took Moses up on the mountain, he gave him the Ten Commandments. He 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 gave him the Shekinah glory. And Moses was the only one to see God like that. And yet Moses still had to suffer consequences for for actions. Mm -hmm. So, Miss Evelyn, you know, the rock here represents Je- represents Jesus and God wanted Moses to speak to the rock, show the people of Israel that the answer lies in him. But that's not what happened.
1: Mm. You know, it it is an amazing thing that so often we uh, interpret God's word uh, when we're in some difficult gaps, uh, that we are to fix it. We're to fix it. And sometimes... Uh, The Lord wants us to be quiet Mm -hmm. uh, and talk to him, not speak to the, you know, not hit the rock, not not hit the problem, but that we take that problem to the Lord Jesus and and allow him to begin to speak for us. And so many times uh, we're fighting against the call of God in the gap that we're in. Mm -hmm. And that was what the people did. See, Moses would go, and he'd get refreshed, and he'd go back, and they'd drain him dry, drain him dry. And we have people like that in our life, and we have to be very, very careful whom we listen to. And so the other thing is we have to resist that voice uh, that's telling you uh, the wrong things. Mm -hmm. If we were at God's appointed place for a place of leadership, and we each one of us have that place, then we... We must go and talk to him every day. We must pray and seek his plan and then seek what it is that we need to make that plan work. And that's where we are in America. That's where most of the people in America are right now. They're, they're shaken. They're unsure of, of conditions. They want to go to the promised land and, uh, and with an idea of what that is. But that's not possible because... When we take into our own hands the work of God and begin to make that what we want it to be, then we the Lord will move us to a new gap in life, and that is the gap of learning to listen and learning to lead and we need that only we can have that by only one way and that 's by jesus
2: that 's absolutely right, miss evelyn and i I just find this so powerful. That so many times we want to speak, speak, speak to this problem, and we want to beat it to death, mm-hmm. right? Whereas the Lord says, "Just speak to me, and I'll give you the answer to that problem." And I, I just I, I love the the parallels here, Miss Evelyn, of how Moses handled this. Now, um, you know, his account here is very clear and he doesn't give us any excuses as to why he did Mm -hmm. this you know friends I I just have to ask you are you fighting the call to be in God's appointed place maybe you don't feel like you're a leader and that's okay but he may want you to be a helper Mm -hmm. he may want you to be the Aaron who came along beside Moses and lifted Moses up we're not all meant to be the chiefs and that's okay. Some of us are meant to be the Indians and and that's wonderful. God has an absolute calling for each and every one of us. None of us are perfect, but God uses all of our gifts and talents as flawed people to bring glory to his kingdom. Friends, it's very simple to 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 feel and to know that God is in your life. Search for him. Look in these gaps of life for him. The first thing you do do is you accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. You believe that he loves you and commit your life to love him. He'll deliver you through the good times and the bad. And then eternity is waiting for you with nothing but love. And friends, what I tell you here is that if you have any questions about that, you can call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. I would pray that you would go today to ndpaustin.org, that you would also look up National Day of Prayer for events going on in your area, Georgetown, Round Rock, that you would find out where those events are and attend one of those this week friends we love you we thank you so much for joining us here with the love ladies for mrs evelyn davison i am coach carrie brinkader and we'll see you next saturday here on love talk